Here's the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman, making the world a better place for cats with the Cat Show podcast. G'day, feline guardians and cat mamas and daddies out there. This episode is all about our worst nightmare, what to do when your pet goes missing. Y'all know I'm a big advocate for keeping cats contained to our property. This is for their safety as well as being a good neighbour to our wildlife and human friends that live nearby. But it does happen sometimes. Sometimes, for some reason, a cat will get out or get lost, or worse, stolen. Animal theft is more likely in dogs, but if a person falls in love with your cat, they might just decide to take it home and make it their own. I spoke with expert Anne-Marie from Arthur & Co Pet Concierge about the service that they run and how they go about finding lost pets. You got it, she's a pet detective, but much more serious than that Ace Ventura. And her and her team work on real-life cases. Let's get straight into the interview. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you going? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, Anne-Marie, you're from Arthur & Co Pet Concierge, which is a pet detective agency. bit different to what Ace Ventura does, I'm sure. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about what um, you actually do as a pet concierge business? (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, as you said, we are pet detectives. We work all across Australia. We've got staff and contractors in most states and territories. Um, And we use a variety of methods tailored to the unique circumstances of the individual missing or stolen pet case uh, to help uh, pet owners uh, find or hopefully find uh, their missing um, or stolen pets. So we have things like private investigators who are former police. Uh, We have thermal drones that detect heats, which is very effective when a pet is lost in, you know, forestry or bushland. Um, And we also uh, use social media as a tool. Um, And we also, you know, do the sort of the standard stuff like putting up posters, door knocks, flyers, um, we have a scent dog called Arthur, who's the namesake of the business. Ah, I was going to ask you where you got the name Arthur and Co from, so that makes Arthur complete sense. Yeah, Arthur is my dachshund, so he's um, he's this little star of the business. Everybody loves him. I bet they do. Who, well, who doesn't like a dachshund, really? I mean, they, that's your fucking way. So with um, pets that go missing, and unfortunately, it does happen more often than not. Um, I mean, I'm a big advocate for trying to ensure that your animals are contained on the property, but occasionally they will get away. Um, what is the best thing to do if, as soon as you realise that a cat or dog is missing? Look, um, one of the mistakes, one of the common mistakes that we notice that, that pet owners inadvertently make, in, and we understand because this is a once in a lifetime, often a once in a lifetime occurrence for them. It's not something they do every day like we do. So we do understand the panic and the stress that comes with just realizing your beloved fur child has escaped or been stolen. Yeah. Um, But, but one of the, the common sort of mistakes is to just sort of 
drive around randomly with no plan, no methodology, um, and and losing valuable time whilst you're doing that, um, where you could actually be speaking to witnesses like neighbours uh, or passers-by uh, or uh, access to CCTV that would obviously get recorded over after often a very short period of time these days. Yeah. Um, and, and so, oh, sorry, I'm getting That's scared. Um, and did that show up on the screen? Uh, no, it was just your name that popped up. Right. Um, <laughs> apologies. <It's okay. laughs> Occupational hazard. Yes. So, so it, look, given that we give totally free advice yeah. um, without any obligation to use our, you know, paid services yeah. or employ us, it's a really good idea to pick up the phone and just give us a call. Yeah. Um, we are in very high demand, so often we can't get back to everyone straight away, straight away yeah. um, but do pick up the phone or send us an SMS and just give us a bit of an idea of what's going on and we can say well do this or have you thought of this because often yeah. we speak with people and they've called us three or four weeks down the track and they've said to us oh we didn't even think about CCTV yeah. uh, yeah. or oh I didn't even think about that we spent the first three days searching and then freaked out and so and I suppose by that time too the, the the trails got a little bit cold. Exactly. So the scent's gone cold, the CCTV's been recorded over, witnesses have gone, or even if they're still there, they don't remember what mm -hmm. they may or may not have seen three weeks down the track. Yeah. Um, and so sort of really employing those very like it's almost like searching for a missing child, if you yeah. will. Um, except if it was your child that was missing, your human child that is, you would have the full force of the police service assisting you with their full investigative powers and task forces dedicated to finding your child. Yeah. Uh, whereas when a pet goes missing, unless there's categoric evidence that it's a theft, the police are just unable to to a get involved yeah. um, and even if there is categoric evidence of a theft, such as CCTV of someone untying a pet and walking off with it, yeah. um, They've obviously got homicides and missing people yes. and um, domestic violence that come yeah. in from their perspective as a priority higher yeah. up the, the ramp. Yeah. And yeah. so the missing or stolen dog really falls very, yeah. very, you know, understandably because they're there to fight um, yeah. human crime. So uh, whilst we have worked very closely with police on a number of cases, Often it's been us doing the legwork yeah. um, and giving them the CCTV, obtaining the CCTV and providing it to yeah. them so they can follow it up or, or actually even indeed doing the database searches and providing them with the suspect or the yeah. name. And, 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 so, and, and sometimes they've been absolutely amazing and gone and done everything and yeah. we're totally unneeded. And so when they're helping, we don't get in, we don't overstep and interfere. Yeah. Yeah, but um, if they need that extra support and we can do a lot of the legwork, great. It's a partnership. It's a team. We don't mind who ultimately gets the pet as long as the pet is retrieved. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I suppose there, there must be some big differences between cats and dogs, though, because, I mean, dogs, if they do get out and run off, tend to roam pretty quickly because they can versus cats that get out might get scared and hide and a lot of the stories that I hear of people that get their cats back they're usually somewhere in the vicinity waiting it out a little bit 
Would that be about right? Or what, are you, what have you found in your um, experience with the difference between cats and dogs? Look, you're absolutely right. Um, there is a huge difference in terms of their behaviours often when they go missing. So like you say, a dog will wander and sniff and wee. But if a dog is frightened by something, then it will either bolt and uh, far and fast or it will hunt if it's in bushland it will hunker down and hide yeah and often one of the mistakes that is made during a search for a, a missing um a pet be it cat or dog is to to uh, try and approach them when they're in that survival fight flight mode yeah and so um, because often if you try to approach them or catch them or throw barbecue chicken at them or uh, those sorts of things, it will actually cause that pet to stay in that mindset mm -hmm. um, far longer and yeah. often cause them to run again. And, and sometimes tragically that can, can mean that they run into yeah. traffic because they're, yeah. they're just so frightened because they're being pushed. Because when a pet is missing and they're in that fight-flight survival mode, they lose the ability often to differentiate between familiar sounds and familiar faces. Yeah. And so everybody, even if it's the person that they've spent the last 10 years sleeping on and with every night at the end of the bed, they won't recognise their voice often yeah. versus some other stranger who, who is, is also helping with the search or, or not involved even indeed at all. Yeah. And I say that to pet owners and they say, no, 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 that's not true. I, we're so connected. There's no way he would know, you know, he would know my voice. She would come to my call and then they ring me back and say, oh my gosh, you were right. I was literally right there. She looked at me and ran in the opposite direction. Yeah. It is so common. Yeah. And so knowing what to do in those circumstances is really important as well. Yeah. And so, but with a cat, they don't just follow the road. They go up and along a fence line and then down and then under a house and then up another fence line. And yeah. so there's not a clear scent path. Um, there's not an obvious route in terms of being able to access CCTV because they're unlikely to have stuck to the road. Yeah. Um, they've gone in and under and ducked and weaved and up a tree and down a tree. So um, <laughs> it, is, it is a very different set of circumstances and behaviours. Um, yeah. So much like two different people, their searches would be different. Two different pets, their searches yeah. are different. Yeah, and then obviously then we get down into the details. So how long has the cat lived in the area? Are there any changes to the cat's environment that would trigger it to all of a sudden go missing and not come yeah. home like it has done every day and night for the last seven yeah. years? Um, are there any new cats or new pets to the area? Did someone move that day? Was there a tradesman with a van visiting? Who was it? And, that, and that's where when you spend three days kind of searching we lose without kind of digging yeah. into that detail. The tradesman's long gone, the, the van's opened, the removalist's been unloaded, they don't know, the staff have had changeovers. So you kind of lose the ability to um, really sort of chase down every lead thoroughly yeah. and absolutely close it out. Do you find that um, particularly with cats that it's more... Um, that there's more cats that go missing because they are roaming cats rather than cats that are contained onto a property? Um, 
No. I mean, look, we probably get more calls from people whose cats are indoor-outdoor than we do exclusively indoor cats, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But we do get, like, it's not a, like the whole indoor thing, unless you are totally meticulous every minute of every day, any cat owner knows that any cheeky cat, when they see yeah. an opportunity, they are gone. And <laughs> so we do get a lot of calls from people to say they've never been outside before. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, so they, you know, and so, or they live in an apartment and they've jumped out a window, they've pushed a screen. Yeah. You know, there's, and that's problematic because they don't then have that scent or that territory. Yes. The territory is inside the house, yeah. not in the yard. So yeah. it's actually harder for them to find their own way home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, can you give us some examples of, of um, some of the cases that you've done with cats? Yeah, so um, one of the nearest and dearest to my heart was uh, one of the first cases I ever did. Uh, and that was a little cat called Oji. And he was from the central coast in New South Wales, which is north of Sydney. And uh, a little old lady who had um, lost her son and had taken in some uh, temporary house guests on a sort of a room rental basis. Um, when they moved out, uh, they took her cat with them. Wow. And yeah, and so they and so she she didn't know what to do. She tried oh, the police, nice. she tried social media, she tried contacting them directly. Um, and they said, We don't have it, you'd lying, like they were really unkind to her. Wow. Um, but more than that, they didn't she didn't know where they'd moved to, of course. So yeah. so then began that's when she sort of brought us in and we were able to find uh through some investigation uh where they were living and then uh we were able to determine that they had certainly had a cat on the property because mm -hmm. uh we witnessed them tipping the kitty litter into the garbage yep. and so um we then uh arranged with the police to attend with us yeah. early that we were hoping they'd be able to come there but they got caught up with all those other priorities that i referred to yeah, earlier before, yeah. um and so we arranged to to meet them early the next morning because they said that's when we don't have a lot of calls on it early yeah. on a sunday morning and so we met them uh, i met them me personally i met the police on site and sort of gave them the brief, showed them the supporting documentation. Look, here's the microchip. This yeah. is my client. Here's the letter from my client saying I have authority to retrieve her cat. Um, here's the police report that uh, was made. And so they attended with me on the property and um, it was a, you know, they answered the door and I just sort of said, do you have, can I, we're here just, just to check out your cats. Do you have a cat on site? And they brought OG to the door. And of course, as soon as I saw him, I knew it was him. Yeah. But we, of course, did our due diligence and did a microchip scan. Yeah. And the police were holding the microchip paperwork. So we were able to go, well, that cat has that chip in it. And there's yeah. the documentation that's not in your name. Um, and so we bundled him into a carrier and I swiftly left the property. Uh, and the police sort of did damage control, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, 
And then I, you know, rang the owner. And when I rang her, she, all we could hear was like, and she's like, have you got him? Oh, I do. See, it's giving me goosebumps even. (laughs) And I said, I do. And she just burst into tears and they got in the car and we met. And she was like saying to me now, now, you know, he's very timid and he he probably won't let you touch him and blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, cats, no. (laughs) Animals, no. Because... In the back of the car with me, because I was waiting in my car with him, I, I yeah. fed him because he looked quite thin and I wasn't sure how well he'd been cared for and he was, he, it, I, you know, interested in eating. And he was all over me, you know, oh. nudges and headbutts and, you know, in my arms, we've got a cute yeah. selfie together with his little oh. head next to mine. So, um, and to this day, when I ring her and she puts me on loudspeaker, OG comes to the phone. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So that's one of my favourite cases. And obviously we've done, you know, cases where a cat has been trapped in someone else's shed or garage Mm -hmm. for a few days and then just wanders in the door. But the thing that prompted the people to open their shed and garages was our door knock or our... um, prompting them to say, look, they, you know, could be trapped. Uh, And so they sort of do that. We've had cases where a pet sitter has not returned the pet. um, And so we've had to negotiate that. So there is no end to the stories I could tell. (laughs) It's amazing what sort of trouble they can get themselves into once they get out, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it is, and, and cats are very sensitive, as you would know, they're very sensitive creatures. So it can just be the tiniest little change in their life Absolutely. that causes them to go off on an attention-seeking strop. Yes. You know, a new baby, a new relationship, a new kitten, all any of those things can trigger. Sometimes it might just be moving their kitty litter into another room. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're very sensitive creatures, these they cats. Are. They are. Um, usually with sensitivity issues with cats, though, if you do, usually the first thing they do is it, if they've got upsets with not using the little trailer like they used to be, then you have yeah. to be a detective and try and work out what's going on. So, yes, yeah, so I can see how real detectives like you guys um, do the real heavy duty work, but I always say that if you're a cat parent, being a detective is kind of like part of the the whole being a parent to a, a cat because you kind of got to pick up on all the little little the little tells yeah the little things that go on in their lives that you know if something's not right and things are if their behaviour changes it's usually something that's within the, the uh, environment and yep. I can't tell you what it is so you you can guess but sometimes you got to do a bit of detective work yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My little cat's recently just had surgery, so Aww. he's a bit of a he's he's in under very strict house arrest at the moment. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they don't like to be um, under house arrest. Cats, they like their own own way of things. <laughs> yeah, they like their routines. He's all out of kilter at the moment, though. Yeah. He, you know, he yeah. hates the vet. He hates going in the car. He hates the vet. Obviously. No one likes to have surgery um, and then the pain and, you know, you can't sort of tell them and it's horrible. No, you can't tell them that that's the case. No. Um, So I suppose just sort of in closing, within that first um, sort of little while when you realise that your cat's disappeared, what would your advice be within that first three or four hours 
before perhaps picking up the phone and giving you guys a call? Uh, the main things that you should do? Yeah, look, awareness is key and and speaking to people who may have seen something is is key. And so um, talking to the neighbour and saying, obviously doing a thorough search of your yard, your under your house, your garden sheds, uh, even inside, because they can hunker down inside and hide for many hours, many, many hours yeah. um, for any reason whatsoever. And they're very good at um, disabling their bells and collars, uh, tings. <laughs> and so really do a thorough, thorough search first. Yeah. I must admit, I've actually, when we got one of our kittens a couple of years ago, I went into complete panic mode because I could not find this kitten anywhere. And two or three hours later, it just wandered out of whatever hiding spot it had gone to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where she was sleeping that day, but it absolutely panicked me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a common story. They can yeah. just, you know, hide. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're very good at sort of making themselves invisible. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but uh, they, uh, so do a thorough search of your own house, leave no stone unturned. Once you are, you know, that would take maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. Once you've um, established that, um, then very quickly speak to neighbours. Yeah. Could you please check your yard? And actually prompt them. We need to give, we need to make the link between, um, someone seeing or hearing a cat's missing to how can they actually be engaged yes. to be a part of this search? Yeah. Like they're not going to see a poster or hear that a cat's missing and go, well, I better do, this is what I can do. They're not automatically going to think that. Some people will, but not everybody. Yeah. People are busy. They've got their own lives, commitments. So ask them, say, could you please do this? Please, could you do this? Could you please check this and this? And if yeah. you do see her or him, don't approach, just call me. Here's a flyer with my number on it or here's my business yeah. card whatever yeah. and so that's really important is getting the immediate search area um made aware of the missing the missing yeah. head obviously there are things that people suggest like put the kitty litter out put leave some food out kitty litter helps i don't believe food does because often you're um aiding and abetting them to stay missing, if you will. Yep. Often it's hunger that will cause them to come home Yeah. Uh, because cats like to have, be full. They like to, their food. They like to create comforts. So leaving out food without a trap or a, or a bush cam is yep. sort of pointless because yep. all, it's, all it's asking them to do is come home in the dead of the night, probably the one hour that you've got of sleep mm -hmm. where you don't see them and then they've gone again with a full stomach. Yeah. So they're not going to starve to death, <laughs> provided they have natural water sources, uh, yeah. which you know puddles, pipes, things like that. Yeah. Um, they're going to be okay. We've had cats come home after three weeks of hiding under a house, or yeah. or three weeks in a shed, you know, depending yeah. on the weather, of course. But they're largely not going to starve to death. Um, so uh, never be worried about that. Excellent. That's actually something that a lot of people really panic about is, oh, my God, they're not going to eat today. What's going to happen to them? They're going to fade away. Yeah. Um, but I, I've heard that cats can last for a good seven days without food, without oh, any oh. too much of an issue. And a dog's, depending on their, their like we've had dogs that have been missing in bushland, small ones, yeah. um, that have been missing in bushland for, for four weeks. Yeah. So so they come back skinny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they come back thinner. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but but we did a, a, a case of a of a missing cat that needed to lose weight, get vet prescribed. <laughs> yeah. And it went missing for nine days and it hadn't yet achieved its weight loss goals <laughs> as prescribed by the vet after being missing for nine days. So I mean, and when they have surgery, they're nil by mouth and you know, for a good 24, 48 hours yeah. as well. So post pre and post surgery, by the time they kind of get that next meal, it's a good 24 hours at least. Um, so they're not going to starve in 24, yeah. 48 hours. So don't freak out. And the other thing is that they can, they can sense the stress in our voices. Yes. That's, and so um, if we're frantic and screaming out their name in a frantic way. Like, why would they come? Why would anybody come to that? So really calm down. Like, uh, yeah. whilst we might be frantic, they might just be having a little adventure. Um, so, and they're like, what's the problem? And so, and now they hear this voice and they're like, well, I'm not going to come home. There's clearly something happening. So um, relax, call us do those things. And um, most importantly, don't, don't panic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so realistically, don't panic and call Arthur and Co. <laughs> and conduct a thorough search and speak to your neighbours. Yes. Speak to your neighbours. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not. Call us for free <laughs> advice. We're happy to give as much free advice yeah. as we can. And sometimes people report they don't hire us, but they ring us and say you just really calmed us down. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And you, you're quite right, though, because you do tend to go into that panic mode. And, yeah, you do have to actually, well, you've got to be able to think straight and you've got to be able to sound calm so that yeah. if they will come to you, that they... they yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Anne-Marie, thank you so much for your time today. This has been really interesting. And I'm sure that my listeners and viewers are going to get heaps of um, good information out of this. If it ever happens that their pet goes missing so thank you oh you're welcome oh, thanks for the opportunity to chat oh, and i love your t-shirt oh thank you very much <laughs> thank you so much Anne marie if you need help or need advice Anne marie can be found on facebook at arthur pet and co concierge they are the only comprehensive pet detective service in australia and hire specialist staff to assist with the most complex lost and stolen pet cases. Sometimes you have to get in an expert to find your missing friends. I also want to thank Pet Litter and Cat Pad Enclosures for their ongoing support to keep the lights on at the cat pad and cat food in the cat bowls. Your ongoing support is always very much appreciated. If you would like to support me, you can share my content and help me spread the word about responsible cat ownership. You can also purchase my merchandise or become a Patreon member. Links are over at the Cat Mama website. Until next time, keep helping me make the world a better place for all cats.